Now we're ready to rock and roll. Do it. So we are set. You can start it when you like. This is your turn. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, shit, start this over. No. No. No, I can cut this. All right. Or not. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, what are we doing again? What's the name of it? <laughs> I don't think I should show you. Why? Come on. Songs that... Break your heart. And then you're going to introduce the songs. Uh, yes. All right. I still don't think I should have shown you. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. Uh, we got another topic for you today. It might be uh, a little sad. It's called uh, Songs That Break Your Heart. And uh, I got to be honest with you, Dave. This one hit me pretty close to home, and I didn't even realize it was going to do that. Yeah, this... It didn't catch me off guard. I I knew this was going to dig up some stuff for, for me, at least. Yeah. And I felt that it was necessary to... At least, you know, we listen to hard rock, metal, ska, punk. Right. It's all the things. And there's stuff in these songs that just tears you to pieces. Yeah. And I think that's necessary. Yeah. I think it's a, a necessary evil. And... I feel better having looked at it. Yeah, I listen. Let me tell you something. I I, I did this. You know, we spoke about this uh, during the week, and uh, I did this in my car during work, and I caught myself tearing up, which was, I I don't know. It was it was weird. You know that that, that usually doesn't happen to me, but uh, I had a this, similar this experience. Um, I did this at work. I unfortunately have recently lost a friend. My rest in peace, John. Uh, John Acasio was a very close friend of mine. He'd been through um, a really hard time for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I didn't include a song on here is because I can't listen to it all the way through without crying. Oh, we're going to talk about it? Yes, we're going to talk okay. about it. I actually, do you think we should lead or end with it? Because either way, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm in control. Let's, but... uh, let's leave with it. Let's, okay. let's yeah, tell you a story. So my friend John... Um, he's a caretaker. He took care of every member of his family. Mm. He took care of his grandmother until she passed away. Um, took care of his father until he passed away. Um, moved to Florida, moved back, took care of his stepfather and then stepmother until they passed away. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking through his 20s into 30s, almost into his almost into his 40s. He did all this stuff, never really took care of himself, was working jobs, lose a job because he had, a, you know, doctor's appointments with his loved one. Just couldn't couldn't get those things together. Couldn't get a, a personal life and his oh, caretaking life Oh, okay. I was going to ask together. you about what, what, what you meant by, like, couldn't take care of himself. I mean, well, he, you know. He looked after others and didn't. And didn't really didn't watch look himself. himself. Yeah. Didn't do a lot for himself. If he did, it was, he was doing for others. Mm -hmm. He always was. And in doing that, he never really got a fair shake. Right. So one of the things, when he moved to Florida, he was starting his life with no, nobody to take care of. He had dogs, but he didn't have a person that relied on him for care. Okay. For the first time, I think, in his adult life. And within a year, he had a massive stroke. Yeah. Left him in a nonverbal, non-conscious state for when we saw him. Right. Uh, when he was sick, we flew down. My friend Sean and I flew down. Um, the only days I could get away from work because my boss was an intolerable monster. 
he was the kind of guy who tried to not to get you to take off for your parents' funeral. Really? Actually, he did that to somebody in our department, and he it almost came to blows. I was about to say that person didn't quit or anything. No, they? The, well, they ended up doing one better. They went to X-ray school on the hospital's dime. Yeah. Back then, the hospital would pay for oh, you. Oh, this to was advance. somebody at your current job. At my current job, this I thought is... it was like one of the you know sweatshop jobs. <laughs> didn't work in a sweatshop. <laughs> Sweater shop, sorry. My grandmother actually did work in a sweatshop. Oh, sorry. No, it's not an insult. She was, <laughs> she was a seamstress. That's yeah. what they did. Um, but what happened was um, this guy's dad passed away. Uh-huh. His mom worked in the ER, and he worked in radiology as a transporter. And the director of radiology denied him the day off, and he had a fight to get it. That's fucking terrible. And this guy, and I mean, he is a, I'm not going to mention names because he is in the radiology community, well-respected. Mm-hmm. He was ready to throw hands. Yeah. And deservedly so. Right. To the point where another another incident happened like this years later, where a tech came into work. He got a phone call that his father wasn't doing well. He was in the hospital down the street, mm-hmm. literally eight blocks. And the boss wouldn't let him go. Jesus. He actually missed the death of his father That's... because he didn't have somebody to cover him. That's amazing. And if it were me, I would never forgive them. Yeah. And he seen, he's mad. But he's only mad at the one person. I'd be mad at everyone around me. Right, right, right. I'd be pissed at everybody in the department. Meanwhile, when my grandmother passed away, everyone was, are you okay? You know, with this, um, I have friends on Facebook and and amongst my real life that are also people I work with. Yeah, they were coming up to me. Are you okay? You yeah. need anything? These are people that really don't know me. Like even the way you know me, they mm-hmm. don't know me that way. Right. And we don't know each other all that well. Mm-hmm. So these people are offering genuine support. My boss was like, do you need to take off? I'm like, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. The day after I found out, they, they were making the arrangements. It was for the middle of the week. There was nothing I could nothing do. Nothing you could do, yeah. Um, it was, it, we celebrate his life. That's yeah. And that's what this song does. Because well, the song that I picked to think about him is The Show Must Go On by Queen. Yeah. And we watched that video before uh, yes. Before we, we did this. And uh, uh, it's, it's pretty fucking powerful. Man. It's a beautiful song. I never looked at it the way you did. And the way you explained it to me about, I, I never knew, well, I knew, I knew Freddie Mercury was dying, but I never, I never took it that way. I, you know, he, he knew, like he announced on a Wednesday that he was dying and died Thursday. Yeah. He knew his end was, was coming over, rapidly. Yeah. But the thing that was amazing about that song is he was so sick while singing it. He was downing vodka tonics just to get through it. Yeah. Like he was personal medicating mm-hmm. and he, his voice is just gorgeous yeah yeah and not that his voice is never not gorgeous but considering the situation right and that queen my friend john was a queen fanatic yeah loved queen he his style was very much everything like Mm -hmm. the way we we think we're into everything he was literally into everything hip-hop uh comic books Mm -hmm. uh when it came he listened to heavy metal he listened to um the one of the funniest things he listened to '90s dance music, dude. Don't don't not not freestyle like oh, damn it. like club stuff. Oh yeah yeah. So he introduced me to a group called Army of Lovers. Sounds familiar. It was a weird weird group. Really interesting dance song that existed, and I I heard it a million times because he listened to it. And then one day I was looking through new songs, and a uh, ghost had put out. An album of covers. Yeah. And they covered it. Really? And the second I saw it, I had to send it to him. Yeah. At that point, he he was living in Florida for a couple of weeks. 
I'm like, dude, you have to check this out. And he was super excited. Yeah. He goes, I love Ghost and I love Army of Lovers. This is perfect. <laughs> He's super excited. So John had the stroke in 2016. Mm-hmm. This is actually one of the things. Uh, his sickness is something that brought my now wife and I together yeah. in a different and profound way. We bonded on a different level mourning the sickness of a friend. We didn't know how sick he was until I went down there. And he was pretty sick at the time. He yeah. was not responsive. He was breathing through a tube in his throat, not down his throat, but in his throat. Um, on the other side of it, he wasn't aware at I, that time. That's what I was going to ask you. If, if yes. he knew now, you were there. I We hoped. Yeah. You know, we, we, I, I speak to every... I work in radiology, so I speak to every patient as if they are awake, aware, and could respond. Right. So if they have a if, tube down their throat, even if they're considered, if they're listed as brain dead or non-compass, um, I will walk in, good morning, and I'll address them by name, yeah. first and last, sometimes even first. My name my name is David. I'm here to do your x-ray. I'll be as gentle as I would with my own parents, mm-hmm. moving them. Um, even somebody else's parents, more gentle. Right. <laughs> you know, piss me off. Come on, man. <laughs> But I treat I, you treat these people right. as the as people, the, the human beings. And, and listen, if they are conscious and they can hear you, it's got to be comforting. Now here's the the knife. So he passed away Saturday. Um, Sunday we played D and D. I was holding myself together really well. Right. I didn't even know. Yeah, I kept it quiet. I you know we I I broke down in the car the mm-hmm. day when I found out. I kept it together for my son. Um, I cried. I've been crying like once a day okay. just to, to remember him and mm-hmm. the good things. And one of the things that got me is while we were playing D and D, his cousin friend requested me yeah. and sent me a video of him. And I knew the oh, second man. I saw it, I yeah. couldn't look at it. Yeah. When we got home that night, I got into bed with my wife and I hit play. Yeah. And it was him with two buttons on his chest. Okay. Yes and no. And they were asking him questions and he and was, he was hit- answering. He really? was aware. He was what they call locked in. Yeah, yeah. So he had minimal motion. Right. He could move his eyes. He, he was able to smile, and he was able to answer a little bit, like yes and no with these buttons. At least he was there a little bit. But we didn't know. Yeah. We had no information from the family for all these years. Yeah. And the bits and pieces of information we had were incomplete. Mm-hmm. So to remember him, I think of the most verbose song, the most strong-willed, because he was a strong-willed dude. Yeah. He was, I mean, I, I saw him pick up his mom. His mom was a big lady. Yeah. He picked her up off the floor like she was a, like a like a puppy. Yeah. Um, he was anything. Like My mom fell 2015, and he found out he came to the hospital. Didn't care that, you know, the, you know family limitation. He said, fuck that. Yeah. And just came. And it's like, um, it, she's like my mom, too, and was there. Whatever you need, I'm going to get it for you. Yeah. And he was always like that. When my dad got sick, same thing. He was he was right there. Yeah. Whatever you need. That's amazing. The thing that kills me is that he never got to see my son. Yeah. And the good thing is that all these stories exist that I can tell my son. And they're they're verifiable through all our friends because he shared everything with us. Sometimes a little too much, but that's a different story. <laughs> um he he was he was always like that. He was always there. Mm-hmm. Um, the floor in the living room downstairs, he helped lay. 
Nice. My parents' living room. Yeah. I had never laid laminate flooring. I had no idea what I was doing. He's like, yeah, we'll figure it out together. Nice. And we did it. Excellent. He did disappear the second day, but that's a different problem. <laughs> so he let's, was busy. Let's dedicate this episode. I would love this to dedicate episode this to him. For him. Because as broken as my heart is, he is the reason I have a heart. There you go. I like to hear it, man. So to start this off. Yeah. Let's pick something slightly more depressing. <laughs> Who Knew by Pink, 2006. Yes. What the hell? Right? You wouldn't think, right? I have, I have no experience listening to Pink. I have, I, I have so much experience with Pink that when she first came out with that song, uh, Most Girls, I think it was the first song, or, or You Make Me Sick, one of the two, whatever it was, there was a video on, she had the pink hair, right? Riding a motorcycle, she's saying, she's calling herself shorty and everything like this. And I, I sw- I'm good at this. I'm not tooting my own horn, but I looked at the video and I went, This is not this girl. It's not, I could tell, even through the video that's produced and, you know, yeah. directed and all this, I could tell it wasn't her. You could feel somebody's right. hand on, right. the, on the controls. And then the second album comes out, Misunderstood, and she, set, she lays it out. It's more. Rock oriented. I looked up, you know, I looked her up, and one of her, one of her, uh, her influences is bad religion. You know, I'm like, what? So I knew it. Yeah, that's got to be right. So, who knew comes out? Oh, well, this album comes out. Uh, I'm not dead, and uh, it was actually an album that uh, Mike and I listened to a lot while we're driving around. But who knew hits me because, uh, my wife's best friend, just before we got married, died of uh, cervical cancer. Mm. And uh, Mary Jane can't listen to this song because it reminds her of, of her friend. And I get it. I used to be able to listen. You know, I, I can listen to anything. But honestly, sitting in the, in the car this week, listening to this and actually listening to what she's saying, I actually thought of friends of mine like... Uh, and you'll hear about this guy uh, throughout this podcast. Not this one in particular, but uh, later ones. Uh, Brother Will. Uh, one of my closest friends. Uh, he, I met him in the bars you know, when I was in my 20s. I'm just going to throw a time out. Yeah. When you say Brother Will, are you talking Franciscan? Like Gregorian <laughs> or just like a good okay, this, friend? No, this is gonna, his name is Will Sanders. Okay. Okay. He was the only black guy that hung out with us, so he's Brother Will. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but you made me. It's, but uh, I'm glad we ha- we yeah. went there. Now we can point but, out that you had one black friend. But Jesus Christ! <laughs> but uh, Ray comment. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, so Will Will died of uh, of 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 liver uh, liver failure. Oh, and uh, we didn't know he was sick. Nobody knew he was sick, and. Uh, we had just moved into my new house where I fell down the stairs, broke my leg, you know. Oh, that story's coming. Yeah. Uh, so he always, uh, we would call him and he, and he would say he was going to come over, but then something would come up and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. And then uh, one day in September, I'll never forget, I woke up and I grabbed my phone off of the, uh, off of, off of the, the, the side table and it was my friend George saying, Will passed away last night. And it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I, it, that's the last guy. It's the last guy that you thought. He would come to the bars 
just to hang out. And he was the happiest fucking guy he had ever met. And and he wouldn't, towards the end, he wouldn't drink. And we just thought, hey, he changed. Who cares? He used to drink with us. Now he would go and he would get Cokes. You know, he would drink waters. But he would still have the greatest time with all of us. And, well, it's not uh, the alcohol that makes the good time. Yeah. You know, but well, that's the whole thing is, is, is that, you know, nobody, but you know, like sometimes like someone stops you like, you all right, bro? You know, no, this was just, it was just Will. Will just decided he wasn't going to, long story short, he, he passed away and we all went to the memorial and everything like that. And now you listen to the lyrics of this song and it's, you know, if somebody told me three years from now, you'd be long gone. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd punch them out, you know. I have, I lost, uh, over the years I've lost a few friends and the guys who we lost, um, drummer for my first band, Pedro. Yeah. Went, drummer and then singer, he... He passed away um, uh, kidney failure. Yeah, and he was he was a good dude. Got got into some bad stuff, got himself right, but damage was done. Yeah, and he was he was a good dude. Just he suffered. Yeah, he suffered unnecessarily. And it's if there's anything I can teach somebody is just stay away from the hard shit. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I I don't like I don't personally have opinions on recreational drug use unless it affects your life so negatively mm-hmm. uh i've lost co-workers to liver failure yeah uh long long-term damage yeah um my friend anthony was we were talking about my wife and i were talking about him yesterday um the weather yesterday was really rainy and sad mm-hmm. and i was like this is the kind of weather that me and anthony used to hang out and hang out in his apartment he'd play the piano singing Beatles songs that's that's and cool i like that yeah he was he was a football guy and then his dad died in high school. And it it was like everything that made him a football guy yeah. disappeared. Oh, really? Why? Like between junior and senior. I don't know. Was that his dad and his thing? or I think it might have been. Yeah. But I didn't, like, after we graduated, I didn't see him for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then one day, and this is going to be the creep in me, I walk into school. I was going to Hunter College. And I sit down in my spot. I had a spot because I'm a weirdo. And I see him walk by. I'm like, that couldn't Get be Get the a, fuck out of here. It's a dude with long hair. Yeah. But it looked just like him. Yeah. So like the true creep I am, I followed him. And I followed him. And he's at a vending machine. And I walk past him. I turn. I go. And I said his name. I'm Rico. He turns and goes, Dave. And picks me up. Yeah. I am this fat. And he, and he picked, picked me up. <laughs> like nothing. And yeah. hugged me. It was like no time had passed. Yeah. He had given up on sports. Got really into music. Had gone to Five Towns, left Five Towns, started going to Hunter. He was just just a cool dude. Yeah. He ended up getting a job where his dad worked, uh, working for the Daily News, uh, delivering. Yeah. And on the way to work one night, he got into a really bad car accident, passed away. I didn't find this out until the last day of his funeral. Yeah. His parent, his mom, got his belongings, and got his phone. And was able to contact me. Yeah. And I thought I was being pranked when I got the call. Yeah. His, his brother called, uh-huh. who I had never talked to before. I'm like, knock it off. And she, he goes, no, hold on. And he hands it to mom. He goes, no, he passed. Yeah. So me and my parents went to pay our respects. And that was it. It was it was brutal. Yeah. Like everyone from high school was there. It was like I saw nobody but him. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was awful. Wow. And he was 24, 23. No. 22. We were 22 years old. Wow. And it's, it was a brand new car. Uh, he, it's, it's amazing to think. Uh, when I think of people who die so so young, 
and I think about how not how old we are or how but, far we've gotten. Yeah, what we've done in the let's say twenty years since that since That's he died. Mean. You know, it's like they miss so much shit, and we miss so much of their potential. Right, right. Like it's it's they just cut short. Ooh. Yeah. One of the things that always amazed me about Anthony is he and to this, if you if if I could imagine not seeing him, I'd be like, nah. I'm going to be seeing him. He'll be he'll right, be there. Right. And then he just wasn't. Yeah. And that killed me. The other funny thing was uh, the car. He was in a new car when he had the accident. His old car didn't have... Uh, it had the column shifter. Yeah. The shifter had broken off probably in a road rage incident. So for him to go from forward to reverse, he grabbed the column with both hands, pull and twist. Now, it sounds like I'm making this up. My friend Chris, we call Uncle Mudge, drove with us. Yeah. And he watched him do it in the look of horror on his face when he saw him grab the entire steering, steering column, pull and twist yeah. to lock it into reverse. He almost jumped out of the vehicle. And that's, that laugh is exactly what I want people to think of when they think of Anthony. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we're doing this topic and we don't want to make it morbid. Uh, it's more to, it's more of a, a feeling of, 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 of remembrance, I think, you know? Yes. Uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure, well, somebody, so I know a couple of my songs are, are also, uh, a different kind of, of, of sadness, which we'll get to. Uh, what's, what's, what's the next one? Um, you're going to love this. It's actually my first one off topic. This is what will you say by redemption? Okay. So now this one, I, I was at the, I, just gone through a breakup. Yeah. A year or two later, I got in a relationship and then got into another breakup. But, and my brain went, I wonder what this one's going to say about me. It's, so it's, the not, person all, it's who, not off topic. It's not off topic, but it's not the same kind of heartbreak. Yeah. Like the, this, well, this song breaks the, my heart because this guy wrote it and it is brutal. Yeah. The, it, redemption itself is a side project for, um, for Ray Alder. Yeah. The Ray Alder is the singer for Fate's Warning. Um, Fate's Warning by itself is an amazing band. They started out kind of progressive, um, speed metal-y, but more progressive. Now they're just pure progressive. Mm -hmm. I think they're technically done. Okay. But Redemption, he wrote these songs, and each one of each, there's one on each album that sounds like it could be a suicide note. Yeah. Or the last thing you hear somebody say. And this one, when somebody says, what will you say about me? Right, it sounds like, yeah, when I'm gone. To your... To the person you end up with is such a knife. Yeah. Imagine if you could say that to an ex. Like, yeah. what would you tell them about me? <laughs> what would what would you tell them? Yeah. Would you tell them what, how you felt? Yeah, yeah. Would Would you pretend it was nothing, or would you tell them how you really feel, mm-hmm. knowing that that person in that moment is looking at you in the eyes, and you know whether or not. Well, there's another the there's another song like that also. There's uh there's that Third Eye Blind song. Uh, How's it gonna be? I've never heard that. How's one. it really? Yeah. How's it gonna be when you uh. When you don't know me, oh, that's good. Yeah, we'll listen to it after this. And the, I, I had I had trouble picking one of these songs. Yeah, because they were they're so the redemption songs especially feel so painful. Yeah, there uh, there's um how do I explain it? There's this borderline apathy in mm-hmm. what he's saying. Like he almost doesn't care. Right. It's like would you say that we were soulmates and you know our life was meant to be as one. What would you think of it when you have a family all your own? Yeah. 
Will you wonder where your other half has gone? Yeah. Which is almost like a like a nasty jab. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. <laughs> uh, there's there's another there's another song that actually has one of the most frightening concepts in in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's called memory, and it's um, I don't want the ignorance that a spotless mind will bring, but I'm afraid my dying breath will be your name. Wow, <laughs> Jesus! And it's like, what? oh Jesus, why would you say that out loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's painful to think about, <laughs> but Redemption did the, like this. This song in particular sends uh, like a shiver down my spine, in the best way possible. Yeah, so I had an itch on my ear, and I, it happens. <laughs> yeah, I you had to get it from the I other side. Get, I tried to get it through, <laughs> poke, poke through the through the headphones. <laughs> so this song, it's pretty straightforward as as far as being him heartbroken. Right over, yeah, over. And over I don't, breakup, I don't yeah. know his like personal life in that level. I don't think he ever experienced this, but he comes from. He comes from with each one of these albums and even some of the face warning stuff. Yeah, there's this sense of bleakness that I've never heard from another singer. Mm-hmm. Like there's a level of sometimes emotional desperation or fear. That way, you said he, you don't think he. You I don't, don't think, think he lived through this I stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know his personal life. I don't know if he was married, divorced. You're trying to say like if he has Jesus Christ, how many friggin' things have you gone I'm through? So, if he did, if he's been through this and the way he's written, right? One of these would be the actual suicide note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Face uh, Face Warning has a song called "Still Remains," which is like 30 minutes long, yeah. and it's horrible. Yeah, uh, terrible. It's a terrible. Like it's a good song, but it's a terrible thing to think about. Um, Sapphire, another one of their songs. Um, sapphires can melt in your hand for mm-hmm. all I care. It's it's like what we've been through doesn't mean anything in, yeah. the, in the end because of you. Yeah. It's almost like it's it's that like when we think of suicide notes or something written to be sad, we think of the person saying, I did this, be sad. And instead it's like, you're the reason I did this. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that twists for me. And that's what made this like, ooh, if that's real... <laughs> Oh, if that's real, yeah. that's so profoundly sad. Yeah. Oof. And now we come to Something I Can Never Have by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And this, Ooh, this angsty, album. Angsty. 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 <laughs> Banksy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Painted this rats. Is, this, is, this, is, this song was, was, was 15-year-old Mike not getting the girl he loved. My God. Listen, you know, this is the, this I owned on cassette and then CD. It's one of the first CDs I bought. Yeah. It's, this is, this is the one. It's dark. And yeah. Dreary. It's right? pretty, pretty hate machine was a bus yes. ride to school. It was so good. Cassette for me. Yes. Not only was it that, I had the unfortunate, um, Poorness to have a cheap cassette player ah, as the boom. batteries die. Did you? Did you it slows it down, <laughs> so it Man. turns to sludge metal. <laughs> Everything turns to sludge metal. So Alanis Morissette, "Jagged Little Pill" turns into the Doomfist album. <laughs> That's great. It's yeah. ridiculous. Did it have the? Did it have the, 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 those terrible headphones that were just little two little foam? Oh things no! I that like. <laughs> I actually bought Sony <laughs> earbuds at that time, but that the actual cassette player was. As the garbage. Second, I mean, I'd go down to the corner down down here and buy a dollar pack of batteries. Yeah, they would last the day. To school and back. That's it. Yeah, that's all. And by the time I got home, I was listening to doom metal. <laughs> so and, the one line in this that gets me is just around the end when he goes, "It's just a fading fucking reminder of who we used, used to, to be." be. 
fucking crazy. Who who I used to be. Yes, I'm sorry. Who I is. used to be. And uh, that one, man. When you think about what this song is, it's it's a voice, mm-hmm. a piano, and right. some effects. Right. There's no grandiose There's no drums. There's like, it never gets faster. It never picks up. It's and it's it sits there with hurt and the others, mm-hmm. the other bleak, painful, depressing songs mm-hmm. that he wrote in in those first four or five albums. Yeah. That uh, again, yet another band. Like well, you know, I told you that I stopped. I stopped after the downward spiral. I, I get that. Yeah. But th- there was there was which some... by the way was a fucking phenomenal album. Oh my god! The it's funny. Spiral. Everyone everyone thinks of the the the, the hits, uh, March of the Pigs and Closer. No, I like all the ones in the middle too. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, reptile. Yes. Oh, yes. It is a such a mm-hmm. knife in the. It's a knife in the gut. Yeah. And this pretty hate machine blew my mind. Yeah. And it was at the same time. That's when I was listening to Sponge and Green Day. Yeah. And then somebody gave me this, and it. It punched me in the throat. It was. It was. It was. It came out at the perfect time for us being teenagers, and, yes. and the way it, it spoke to the way I felt. Imagine somebody says the same thing about Boston. Really, more than a feeling. More somebody, than a feeling. you know, somebody. You, we we've heard comedians talk about that. Yeah, Bert Kreischer yeah. talks about more than a feeling makes him cry. <laughs> makes him everything, cry. Everything makes everything makes him Bert cry. Kreischer cry. That's um, one of the things I love about him. Yeah, but. uh uh, yeah, it's just it's just the the quintessential teenage angst album. I actually wrote song. I actually wrote it in the notes that this is my early teen years. Yeah, it's and, everybody. It's all of ours. And now this is probably something you're going to agree with. I wish my 13 year old self could see how happy I am. Yes, because yes. I had no idea right. what I was doing then. Well, I had no idea what I was doing 10 years after that. It's the cliche of I didn't think I was going to live past 25. Oh, absolutely. You know, I did not. I didn't think I was going to make it that far. You know my my health history has yeah. been sketchy at best. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you look at your life and you go, "Wow, if I could tell myself right what's going to happen." Right. And now this is funny because down the line we have a uh, uh, a list of songs that make you laugh. Right. I can't wait to get to that. And there's yeah. there's lit- a legitimate By the way, ho- hopefully this is one of the, this is the last sad one for a while. <laughs> this is actually the I think this is the sad one on on purpose. Yeah. Like I wanted, this is, we perfectly picked this for the perfect time. Right. Um, but down the road, there's uh, songs that make me laugh. And there's a band called Ninja Sex Party, which is, sounds funny. Are you sending me this? I am. Wait, it sounds funny. Wait, time out. It where, sounds are you, funny. where are you going with this? The song I picked is hilarious. Okay. The song my wife loves is like the singer singing to his childhood self. Right. That he, you're a nerd, you're, you're goofy. Yeah. And you're not going to be. He's lying. But he's lying. You're going to be great. Yeah. No. But it's it's a really inspirational song, mm-hmm. and it's done with a full band instead of you know these are joke guys. You didn't expect them to put all this work into something comedic, right? They bust their ass. Yeah. And the song I pick for that is hilarious. Okay. Good. And now with Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Um, just two hundred feet away, uh-huh. my friend Dominic grew up down the block. He was the guy who got me into Nine Inch Nails. Uh-huh. He lived depressed up until his late teens early 20s yeah like in it and then got into the military and got out of his life like he left his life yeah and moved on and 
changed everything. Like he, full military men. He's mm-hmm. he's the one. I don't uh, I don't know if I told you. He speaks Chinese, translates Chinese English for a living. Yes, yes, yes. You did. Yes. He is. He's an incredibly br- brilliant man. Mm-hmm. He is. He had a rough childhood. It's not my place to tell his stories, right. but he came through and made himself into the man he is. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish that thirteen-year-old Dom could see adult Dom. Yeah. And see where he was going. Yeah. Because if he saw that roadmap, if he saw where it, where it led, he would feel a little better. Yeah, but it, it, you can't change it, the past. It, right, right. Because that that's that's what got him to where he is. I think there was there could there might have been an easier way for him. Well, the easier road would be nicer. Yeah, I don't but know then he wouldn't be the same person. And that's the fight. Mm. Now we're going to talk about flipping the script a little bit. Opeth with their track Coil. I loved it. I I love this song. It is responsible for one of my favorite concert experiences. Uh-huh. Um, I got to see them tour this. Uh, I know that you're not in love with Dream Theater. Yeah. Uh, there was a year where they went on tour. It was o- uh, Dream Theater, Opeth, Between the Buried and Me, and a band called Three. Okay. The number three. They're called Three. The n- we have a number for a name. Okay. Um, it is resp- That concert, I went, we went two nights. Night one, I was floored. Okay. Night one, three comes out. Guy comes out in one of those crocheted vests with tassels. Okay. I went, here what we the go. Fuck, yeah. The the singer comes out with an acoustic guitar and no fucking shoes. Mm-hmm. And I go, here the, here comes a guy with no shoes. And they start playing. <laughs> and I'm floored. Yeah. It was the most I I, I want to say angelic singing. For, for for the style yeah. and then this intricate guitar work and it was very much straight rock but still progressive. Mm-hmm. I know just the two of them. It was no, but it was a full band. Oh, but oh. these two started off. Yeah. And just seeing the two weirdos come out and do their thing, guys playing guitar and singing, bringing a lead into this heavy piece. Mm. I was hooked. Immediately went home, got their albums, like bought yeah. their albums, didn't even illegally download, which was my thing. Uh, bought their albums outright and enjoyed them thoroughly. Yeah. Still look for new new stuff from them if they ever do. Um, Between the Buried and Me came out. They were touring this yeah. so, this album called Alaska. It sucks. <laughs> um, Opeth comes on. Now, I've seen Opeth now, multiple times. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Opeth is... Are they a heavy band? The, sometimes. Sometimes They not. started out as black metal. That's what, I, that, that's what I remember. And there was a point where they transitioned. Okay. Do people and, hate that they transitioned? Uh, some people do. Some yeah. people don't. I'm one of the people who loves the new stuff more than the old. Is this new stuff? This is newer. Yeah. The new stuff no, but is I mean, straight this is when up it, hippie. When it switched over? It's oh, straight this, up what? Straight up hippie. It's like trippy stuff. What? Okay. Yeah, there's like, there's, you're, you're really... Oh. This, this song, as soon as it came on, I was like, oh, okay. And then the vocals came on, and I was hooked. So they had... I want to say three albums before this where the transition started. Okay. Um, the first album, it was two. Mm-hmm. One was, it was Damnation and Deliverance. Damnation was completely soft. Okay. And progressive. Deliverance was straight up black metal. All right. And they did them together. They released them separately. Okay. And they let you choose. It's like, choose your own adventure. Okay. The next album was a mix of the two, Ghost Reveries. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Still Life, then Ghost Reveries, 
Now, this album. This album starts off with this. Yeah. It's one of the fir- it's either the first or second track and it is it is a knife in the heart. Yeah. It's just it's it's that idea that everything would be different if we could just move on. Mm-hmm. And it you never do. Yeah. Like you just don't move forward. Man, it it was it's, it, it it pulled me in, man. 5 in the morning driving to work. I'm oh. like I'm like this wait I didn't want to listen to the rest of the, the playlist. I was like, hang on, I got to listen to that again. I, I Like I said, every one of your songs I listened to four or five times. Yeah. And these songs I've listened to millions of times over over the years. Yeah. I just keep playing them. And that these albums, I used to I used to fall asleep listening to Opeth. Yeah. The heavy, heavy stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's soothing to me. And the singer Michael Ackerfeld has such a great voice. Mm-hmm. Even his, his death metal voice or black metal voice, it's a growl. Yeah. It's a dark angry growl but still very clear yeah and if you enjoy the recordings i highly suggest you go see them live because it's the same quality of audio live just you get to and the same performance yeah you get it's like watching a recording sometimes i don't like that now except when they do when they do their stuff he talks he plays yeah it's it's you're not listening to click tracks you're not listening to backing tracks there's a bug. That's, that's weird. <laughs> you're not listening to click clicks or backing. You're not li- listening to pre-made stuff. Yeah. You're listening to people playing perfectly live. Yeah. Now, back then, I used to make fun of this. Yeah. I was like, if I want to listen to it, I'll just go that's, at home and yeah, listen to it. Yeah. I saw them in the early 2000s. A friend of mine got kicked in the face in the mosh pit. <laughs> My friend Rachel, she's four foot 11. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. She tried to run through them because the only way through to the exit was through the mosh pit. My friend Luigi, you same Luigi, Mm -hmm. runs through unscathed. She runs through wheel kick to the face. Ah. Sweet. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's completely able to take care of herself. She would have gone back in there if she if if we hadn't dragged her out. But she was it it was awful. And I don't even I, I remember it was Paradise Lost and Opeth. Yeah. And Paradise Lost has a couple of tracks, but they're really well, I'm uh, I'm gonna check them out. This this song sold. Opeth, for me. yeah. I'll I'll give you a separate play- playlist, and we'll do a deep dive on one of their albums when you pick it. Okay. Um. So for the next one, it's Genesis Land of Confusion. Yes. This to me is one of the most confusing songs because it is not as upbeat as it sounds. No, it's not. It is and, bleak. And again, you know, say we're not going to talk about this stuff, but. And this, it, it was just before the election. Yes. And um, I, I listened to this song and I went, it's that one line. These are the hands we, you know, we, what is it? Uh, the hands I got to sing this. We give for, right? And, and, and in, the, in the video, he opens and it's a baby's hand. Yes. And the only thing I can think of is my kids. Yeah. And it, 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 it hits me hard, man, because... I think of what my kids have to grow up in and it scares the shit out of me, man. I, as much as it scares me of what they're going to have to go, what our kids are going to have to go through. I have hope. So do I. I was just about to say that because I see my kids and my kids, they don't have any, I wouldn't say hate. I don't want that's a strong word. They accept everybody. Yes. They accept everybody. And if something's different, they don't go, uh, they ask questions. Yeah, my son will only do that about food. 
<laughs> oh man! But yeah, we. we I want to raise him without yes prejudice in his yeah. heart. Yeah, everybody's the same. We have. He has friends right from school across all the lines. Religion. I joked cultures. around. I joked around. My 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 younger son. We went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and he has he has a crew, right? And he brought the crew to Chuck E. Cheese. We let him pick like three or four friends. And like I told, gang. I joked with with Mary Jane that like he 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 has the United Nations of friends. Yes, you know. I was like, I was like and he doesn't care. He they don't they don't look at that, and it's not you know why because it's not taught at home. Yes, if you teach anger and aggression at home, yeah, hate and difference and oh, yeah. Now the thing is, I it's hard to tell uh, if anyone actually sees me. They get confused because I am a white Puerto Rican. Yeah. I'm Puerto Rican, Irish, and German. Yeah. But if I am any one thing, I am Hispanic. Yeah. I'm the most Hispanic out of all of those things. So to explain to people that I'm Puerto Rican mm-hmm. is confusing to them. And then to understand that my wife is Puerto Rican and Indian. Right. So my son is half Puerto Rican. Yeah. He's half. He got two quarters and got a, mm-hmm. got a half out of it. And we, we, he, we've taught him about uh, the holidays for like Diwali and the other Hindu holidays. Okay. Because his grandfather... Is, yeah. is Hindu, yeah. Yeah. And we teach him about um, Hispanic pride, Puerto Rican pride, Irish, our Irish pride, mm-hmm. German, not so much. Not, not because <laughs> that, that, of the obvious implications, yeah, yeah. but we are very disconnected from our German yeah. roots. My grandfather did not talk about his family. That was it. And I never met my grandfather. Yeah. My grandfather, now to speak about tolerance, my grandfather was dead before my parents got married because he would have never allowed it. Really? Because my dad is Puerto Rican, yeah, and my mom is Irish German. Well, you know, it's it, my my wife is Chilean. Yes. Well, Chilean, Irish, and Swiss. But her dad came here from Chile. He is, you know, he's olive skin. He's dark, and he speaks with an accent. And we teach the kids, you know, you know, why, why would you? That thing flew right in my fucking eye. Oh, <laughs> uh, kamikaze. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here, <laughs> son of a bitch, and um, so they don't they don't look at people with with you know with darker skin and 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 accents as as any different. That's their grandfather. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like if you said something, why would well, you why would you make fun of Grand Poppy, dude? That's not cool. Yeah, we have you know? in my family um, because. Jenny's parents, we live with them. He yeah. calls them grandma and grandpa. Right. And my parents are Nana, which is the Irish, usual term for a grandmother. Yeah. And Abuelo, which is grandfather I did notice Spanish. that when we came in here today. So yeah, yeah. That's just what we That's have. great, though. I love it. And it's funny because when his cousins are around, yeah. they'll say Abuelo or Abuela, and they mean their other grandfather. Yeah. And he's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> It's just well, like, it's, it's the yeah, language. It's, the language is there on and, on on my on on Mary Jane's side. It's it's Grandpappy and Grand Annie. Okay, and then my parents are Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. and I think that I have um, I have cousins who are Italian, and it's it's uh, Nona, Nona, no, yeah, Nona or Mima, yeah. You know, it's all the weird ones. Yeah, and okay, that's weird, but it just, is what it is. It's, but it sits within your education, right? Our family runs the color scheme yeah. all the way. Like um, his cousins, some of them are very dark skinned, very, very curly hair. Right. And then he is fair and, you know, mm-hmm. 
And then he has cousins that are like green eyed and blonde haired. Yeah. My, my nephew is a blonde haired, blue eyed kid named Schultz. Oof. It's just my just sister, kidding. my sister's genes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And my brother in law's genes yeah. turned into a statue for <laughs> what white looks like. But I, the blending and the education and the removal of hate mm-hmm. is so important. Yeah. Because and I don't know if that's just because we live in New York. I, 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 I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'd like to say because we live in a melting pot. Yeah, but I live. Well, I hope it's the same way all over. That's I what live. I'm saying. In, I live in Hate Central. You live out by people who hate. Yeah, they, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah, but we we can do better. But uh, but that song, yeah, that and that's that's why I picked that song because uh, it was it, it it was it's a it's a sadness for the for, for our kids and the, more of a nervousness. I have a lot of comments on Genesis as a band. Yeah, because. You know, they started out as really weird progressive stuff. Yeah. And Phil Collins Phil, was the drummer Phil in the Collins background. Phil Collins the drummer singing. And yeah. meanwhile, he has that voice and that writing skill, and he's in the background. Right. To Peter Gabriel, who is also amazing. I love Peter Gabriel, yeah. But Peter Gabriel is avant-garde. He's weird. Yes, yes. And Phil Collins is very much not. Yeah, he's he's more on the pop, pop side, yeah, yeah. Funny enough... Phil Collins got poppy, but always with a purpose. Like, this song was meant to give this message. Yes. And for those who think about when this was written, this was 86. So this was... Um, the the This was Reagan, Gorbachev. Uh, exactly. Well, that was one of the... This, well, first of all, the video was weird with yeah. the puppets and shit. And, but, <laughs> but also... But it, that's what, the, that's what the, 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 the video was. It was all that. It was all it was the political, commentary. political puppets. Yeah. And then when you look at how time doesn't change... It was covered in the 2000s by Disturbed. Disturbed. And the Which didn't do much f- different from it. It did not. It did everything animated. When this but came, when weird. I first started listening to this, the beginning, there's a bit of what sounds you like could, double you, bass in there. And I'm like, wait, did I put the wrong one on? Oh, no. Phil Collins is known for playing drums the way every other drummer should. Yeah. He is, I joke about it in my notes, he's an international treasure. Yeah. He's one of those drummers that any any drummer's like, oh, Phil Collins, he was amazing. Yeah. You know, he's he's not playing drums anymore. No, he's, well, he, he hurt his back. He, and he's, and he, he's real old. He's, Have you seen a, a recent vi- picture of him? Do you think that stops him? Do you think that stops drummers? I, that, yeah. Have you seen Tommy Aldrich from Whitesnake? <laughs> he's 3,000 years old. I'm, he plays the drums with his hands during solos. Dave. What? <laughs> stops drummers. Huh? It stops drummers. <laughs> yes, Mike, we're speaking about you. It only stops if you let it stop. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> trying to anyway, be nice. We love you. I dude. was going to be we nice. We love you. I love you, Mike. Uh. <laughs> so the other thing is um, Phil Collins is responsible for the largest divorce settlement in UK history. Is he really? Twice. <laughs> he's, also fam- Twice. he's also famous for the, the greatest drum fill of all time. Oh. <laughs> Every time you see somebody fall down a flight of stairs, that's what I want. You ever see the one with the, with, with the deer trying to get up the up the, the, the plastic slides or whatever? Oh, I love it. So he was Phil Collins. Also, was in one movie that I can think of. Hook. Is it Hook? He was in Hook. I don't. I haven't seen Hook. Everybody so was long. in Hook. Glenn Close was in Hook. Yeah, as a guy, it was as a guy. Crazy. Yeah, and Phil Collins was the inspector after the children were kidnapped. I gotta, I gotta watch yeah. it again. It's it's totally worth it. Hook is one of my favorite movies. Is it, is it kid friendly? I heard it's not so. Hook. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a Robin Williams movie. Yeah, I know. But Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, my kids are old enough. Yeah. Even better. Um, that movie was written 
and then edited and re-scripted by Carrie Fisher. Really? Carrie Fisher is a script doctor. Well, was a script doctor. Okay. And that's one of the movies she put her hand in. Uh-huh. And it was all for the better. That movie is phenomenal. Yeah. It's not it's not Peter Pan's story, but yeah. it's a Peter Pan story. Yeah. And I love it. I don't care. <laughs> don't care who knows. Don't care. So the next one on the list is now we're getting into the rough stuff. Beyond the Pale by Pain of Salvation. Okay. These songs were hard for me to understand. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So this one is specifically tough. Uh-huh. Uh, it feels, it, it always felt uncomfortable uh-huh. as a topic. Because if you listen to the lyrics, it is awkward. Okay. Um, I tried to follow, but a lot of it's just, uh, in, in an eight minute song, you, you, you lose me. Well, uh, come on, one, it's, it's eight minutes. Oh, it's nine minutes, 56 See? seconds. It's not even eight minutes. You wish. Yeah. So that song specifically, um, you got to think, what is he writing about? He's mm-hmm. writing about somebody who was introduced to love and relationships and sex too young. Okay. Inappropriately too young. Okay. Thankfully, this is conceptual. Right. As far you. as I know. Because it's it's a... <laughs> I mean, the first lines are sex... Uh, and sex was always there even when I was only eight years old. That was the first... How did I miss that? I gotta listen again. Everyone everyone misses it. Yeah. Um, It's painful to listen to. He's talking about being like 10. Yeah. And knowing heartache <clears throat> and pain. And... Knowing that only sexuality is his outlet yeah. to show people love. And this is the thing. We teach people what, you know, people learn what we teach them. Yeah. So somebody taught this person that. Yeah. And in the end, the idea would be well, that um, in the end, he only, only knows heartache. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way he can find intimacy is physically with somebody else. This right, is there's no love, real and love. And I think this is something, as a as a man, we don't get intimacy from many places. Like, with other people, with, with loved ones, we first learn about intimacy through sex. Yeah. And it took me a long time to separate that. Really? Yeah. Um, I was joking. I, I do this thing at home where I will lay on my wife's stomach. I'll lay my head on her mm. belly and just breathe. Okay. And we're doing it the other day, and she's like, your beard tickling me. So I start taking over my beard. And I'm like, I'll tell you, I've never done this with anybody else. Yeah. And I've been in a lot of relationships, an uncomfortable amount, <laughs> too many over the years. And this is the first time I've ever felt this close to somebody. Cool. And it's not because we have a child. Right. It's just a level just of intimacy. Yeah. And this is something like, I've shared with her things that I've never shared with anybody else. Mm. And they're things that I thought all people should share. But right. I never felt comfortable with anybody to do it. I didn't sleep in the same bed with a woman for years. Like I, we do whatever and buy. Yeah. We used to joke in my old place. I had a air mattress in another room. Yeah. I'm not going to say what we called it, but it might have been the hoe bed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and it wasn't it, because of them. It was because of me. Yeah. You're the hoe. Yeah. Yeah. And always, I'm always the hoe. My yeah. wife's the fir- first person to turn a hoe into a housewife. I've, I've, uh, you know, speaking about that, I, I, I've seen it a lot growing up. If you, if you think about the people, you know, uh, you know, growing up, you're definitely right. You know, and you don't realize it then. 
And even like my parents, I don't know about your parents' yeah. relationship. My parents have been together since they're teenagers. Yeah, my, my parents, well, my parents have been together since my mom was 24. Okay. So the, a long time. 20, yeah. So I had the idea of what a relationship's supposed to look like, but yeah. I had no idea what intimacy looked like. Yeah. I had my, my parents, it's not that they're cold, but we don't show emotion very well. Uh huh. So that's the was, Irish half. It's got to be. The, well, no, my dad too sometimes doesn't really know how to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. It's a little. Uh, but I think that's the way our parents grow up. Grew up I think cause, so. Because yeah, they never, see the way I am with my son. I pick him up. I hug him. I kiss yeah. him. He runs over for hugs randomly. But we're, we're different. It, it's a different generation, man. It's It feels different. Yeah. And one of the one of the things that I love is that I can show, I can show my son emotional intimacy and, you know, yeah. without... With, without all that, I can, I can show my wife how much I love her without it being sexual. Like, we, yeah. I'll just randomly walk by and I'll touch her back or touch her shoulder mm-hmm. or kiss the back of her neck or kiss her cheek or forehead. Right. Forehead kisses in my family are a sign of pure love. Uh-huh. We don't do that with anybody outside the family. Right, right. Uh, we also bump heads. Mm-hmm. We call it headbutts, but we bump, literally bump foreheads. Yeah. Um, this song is the opposite of that. It's the, the need for verification. Right. Physical verification. Physical. And it's it's sad. It's sad when you think about it. Because there are people, even we're guilty of it at some point, thinking this is the only way I can ever know love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that sucks. Yeah, man. And before it gets too bad, we got to double up on this. Because I did these out of order. <laughs> and now we have the second Pain of Salvation song. Oh, God. Oblivion Ocean. <laughs> I'm going to let you go with this one because I can't. This is horrible. When I think. Well, what, what, what first line did I miss in this one? Uh, hold on one second. Um, can we pause that? What are you doing? Continuing recording. Sorry about that, everyone. A little <laughs> delay. So I completely lost your train of thought. Oh, Oblivion Ocean we're up to. Yeah, this is gonna hurt. All right, so so, so what what I, like what I asked you before was what is the first line I missed? Oh, the first line, the first line of the song. Yeah, no eight year old rapes or no worse. Um, Jesus this, the 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 first part of this is uh, sleep is too quiet, dreams are too painful. Okay, that's not so bad. It's uh, the actual lead up to the chorus is uh, nine words create an oblivion, uh, oblivion ocean. Mm-hmm. Dad, tell me, will I be dead very long? What the fuck? Yeah. Why you? That's probably why I blocked it out. I think you blocked it out. Like Holy a, shit! I probably yeah, yeah, like, like an a, assault. Yeah. It's it's a painful song to look at. Like to listen to it with knowing what it's supposed to be about. It is very much painful. Uh, it's it, it's this, it's a story. It, I, a lot of things online think it's like this dystopian future. Yeah. It's about the Bosnian war. Is it? Yeah. But who's, who's the child asked the soldier, the soldiers. Uh, okay. The, uh, where's my mother? The child asked the soldier, the soldiers watching them both fade away. Okay. They're dying because they're in a war torn country, unable to be saved. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is bleak shit. Yeah. I love this song. And the only thing I love more than this song is the acoustic version of this song. Oh, to make it even worse. Yes. And this is something I <laughs> want to bring up about that Pink song. Who knew? If, yeah. if I had to, I did not, because I know it exists. There's what? an acoustic version oh, of this song. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I've and seen if it. I listen to it, 
I would cry ugly yeah. and not be able to stop. Yeah, yeah. This song hurts me. And it hurts me more now as a father, knowing yeah. that if I what would you do if you if you if you had to answer that question? Yeah. How do you how do you broach that? Uh, I don't it's even want painful. to think about it, yeah. Yeah. But this this entire album is crazy. The the all pain and salvation stuff, the older stuff is crazy. The newer stuff, it's a little a little douchey. Because the singers musically douchey. No, well, some of it's a little musically douchey. Some of it, like the newest album, I don't like. It's missing the it's missing the guitarist that I truly enjoyed. Uh huh. Um, these guys are responsible for some of the better songs that you you'd find out there that aren't in popular music. Yeah. Uh, but they are also responsible for like odd time signature stuff, like. My wife and I do this thing called heavy metal bingo, and you look for things at metal shows. Yeah, and odd times signature headbanging <laughs> is one of my it's favorites. terrible. No, it's, it's terrible. It's, yeah, it's, it's never, terrible. It's never on time. And the other thing that I love is when people take songs that aren't about love. Yeah, and they dance or cuddle each other, <laughs> and their pain of salvation has more than one of them. This is one that people don't listen to lyrics. That's really a good. The other kind of one, close to each other. The other one is literally we. My wife and I watched a couple. My wife snuggle. Sorry. My wife Sorry. snuggled up. These two people are snuggled up like they're dancing to something romantic. And what is it about? And this guy's singing, "How the hell am I supposed to be myself?" And he's literally talking about cheating. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's the first lines of the song. Are, I still smell of sweat. Yeah. So the scent of my giving in. <laughs> Not He's to talking you, about you being weirdo. completely, yeah. completely guilt-ridden about cheating and still doing it. Yeah. And these people are dancing like he's saying, like, uh, like they're listening to um, something by, like, oh, I forget the name. You look, you look wonderful tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Clapton. They're like slow <laughs> dancing to it. And I'm like, this is my wedding song. And we, oh, <laughs> that is a thing. Oh, I love I love that's, terrible wedding songs. That's my brother in law's thing. Whenever some some awful songs come on, did I tell like oh my god? He's like it's my wedding song. Did I tell you about the wedding song? What we we had a song. It wasn't our dance or anything yeah. like that. It was "Into the Night" by Benny Mardonis. Okay, it's a song I've heard it at a million weddings. I had to have it at my wedding because the first line of that song is creepy as shit. She's just sixteen years old. Leave her alone. Oh side. yes, okay. I made them play it four <laughs> times. Oh god. It's so, and he re, he remixed it while we were setting everything up. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. But Pain of Salvation, responsible for a song from the uh, not from this album, but from um, Remedy Lane, where Beyond the Pale was. Yeah. Um, one of the songs from that album is about growing older and being in love and knowing this is the person you're going to be with forever. That was actually our first dance, and it was that was yeah the definition of good love. Oh, all right. Like. You're growing old, and that's all right because it's just fine that you're with me. Yeah, and that it was perfect. What I wanted to have as my first dance was fooled around and fell in love, <laughs> but my wife exited <laughs> <laughs> that room. And no, <laughs> so heartbreak. I was heartbroken that yeah. I couldn't have fooled around and fell in love, and I wanted the Rod Stewart version. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I wanted the Winery Dogs version, but that's live, and I can't do. I didn't want to do live. Um, to finish this out. Yes. And this is going to be on a lighter note. Yes. Uh, New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down by LCD sound system. Yes. I did not get this. All right. It's parody. It feel, it felt parody. It felt 
Um, it's amazing that this is more true in 2022 than it would be when it was written in 2007. Yes. Because now it's true. Yeah. Because it's New York is cripplingly depressed. Right. No, but if you listen to what he says in it, it's he's what's bringing him down is 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 New York 2007. Yeah. Gentrification mm-hmm. and uh, you the know all these of big the buildings going culture. up and you know it's he misses old New York which is coming back and not not the way it used to be. No, not for the better. No. The thing that I love is. I don't know if you heard about this recently, but there's a sound in Fort Greene, New York, in Brooklyn. A sound? There's a sound. Some of the high-rise buildings are creating this whistling sound. Get out of here. And it's disturbing people. It's, yeah. It sounds like an alien ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are losing their minds over really? it. Really? Because it's annoying. And all I think is maybe if you didn't make these stupid metal-looking buildings. Oh, they're so And they're, ugly. they're all odd-designed and shaped. Yeah. Maybe this wouldn't happen. Yeah. Maybe if you paid attention to the classic design. Stone stone and steel is a beautiful architecture right. when done right. But that's what New York is. It was. Yeah. And now it's yeah. these, these weird-shaped buildings that are angled with another uh, bridge Not only across. that, what about the ones that are on like 57th Street that are like 400 friggin' floors and, and they're straight, yeah. like a pencil? Looks so weird on the skyline now. The skyline, the skyline in New York City is very strange to begin with. Right. I do miss, and this... This goes back to the sweater company I worked for. We worked in one of those old factory buildings where every floor was a factory floor. Yeah. So it was drafting tables on one side and shelves for storage right. and computers and then another warehouse for product and shipping and stuff. Every floor was like that. And I, another musician, worked two floors above me. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, John Sertikowski, I went to high school with. He was the guitarist for a band called Gravesend okay. here in Brooklyn. And he had... He, I don't even know what he was doing there. He might have been doing similar, like image editing or something. Yeah. And they were just up there doing something similar. And it was just, every floor was the same, just a different company. Yeah. And the buildings were classic. Like the big floor to ceiling mm-hmm. side windows and the fire escape. Are they there the, anymore? I don't know if the company is. I hope not. No, I mean the buildings. Oh, the building's still there. They better never t- tear that down. Yeah. Because it was beautiful. Yeah. It's the fashion district. So 30. But it's, a, it's, it's just amazing to drive through like Williamsburg. I came up out of, where, where, I, was on, I was on a train, I think, and I came up, and I didn't really, I had to go to Brooklyn, but I, I came up and I looked around and I was like, I was on Kent Avenue in like South Third, South Third or Fourth Street. I know exactly. And I was like, what the fuck? Where am I? Yeah. It looked nothing like I remember it. Well, on the other end of that, um, when I took the registry test for x-ray, yeah. I took it at a place called View down in Dumbo. Yeah. And it was not that great of a neighborhood then. Right. That was only 15 years ago. Right. 15 years before that, that was a demilitarized zone. It was homeless yeah. people. Yeah. They were living under the bridge. Right. They were living in these empty warehouses. Now, uh, the, the three of the buildings that used to be the watchtower are now the offices for Etsy. Yeah. Amazing, it's, right? It's, a, it's a, not only a 180, it's a complete change. Yeah. And then the turnaround. And and the reason why I picked this song also is because what's going on now is that, dude, how many people have to get pushed onto a subway track (laughs) for them to start doing every day? Every every day, there's something new going on in the subways. There's no security. Yeah. There's no safety. You know what? Um, I actually was robbed down the block here. Yeah. Years ago, attempted robbery. I stabbed the guy. Okay. So you know he had a gun. (laughs) I had a knife. I don't know how that worked. Yeah. I ended up stabbing the guy. The cops came. They asked me what happened. I told him I stabbed him. He ran into the subway. Yeah. He ran into the tunnel 
and they caught him in the next tunnel, the, the next exit. Yeah. Somebody got him at nice. 25th Street that way. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was crazy. And yeah. that was, and that was a better time. Right. You know, when you think about what, what we went through. Yeah. And my parents grew up in, in this neighborhood. This was not a great neighborhood down here. Well, that's what I'm saying. When we t- when we went went out before, and I turned the corner, and I'm like, "All right, it's like Williamsburg. It, it's like a, it's yeah, yeah. It was not what I was expecting. The the fancy supermarket across the street, yeah, used to be a Spanish supermarket. The bagel store on this side was a carpet store. Yeah, that that apartment building on the corner uh-huh. was a parking lot for a Jewish clothing store that was over um, across the street. Yeah, right on Fifth Avenue here in Brooklyn. <laughs> And this was not a great neighborhood. There was yeah. a guy murdered on the corner here. Yeah. Uh, 94? Yeah. It's amazing, huh? Yeah. It's nuts. But uh, that's... Uh... And that... Now, the thing is with this song, it, it feels smarmy to me. They are. It, it you got to listen to the, the rest of the their songs. They're from Brooklyn, by the way. Uh, oh, really? Because that's... I forget I, what part. I, I actually, I, in my notes... I, I should have looked it up. This sounds like it was written by someone who moved to New York City from Kansas and rents an apartment <laughs> with five other people. No. Oh, I... This is... When I said I did not like this song... <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. It feels like someone who thinks the world's against them at all times <laughs> and nothing they do is ever their fault. It's bleak feeling and he feels self-important. But now knowing that this is parody or sarcasm. It's, it's you know, I mean, he's he's probably telling the truth. And I, But the, the video is, it's Kermit the Frog singing it on a rock. That's even funny. Overlooking, like, I think either the Hudson River or the East River or something. On the other side of this, I don't like shitting on music. Yeah. But this really didn't sit well with me. Well... That's Only right. because the the way I listened to it, yeah. I took it from growing up in Brooklyn, yeah, walking everywhere, mm-hmm. and like people, this this is this is not the this is not the New York I grew up in, right? It's it's, yeah, it's a, not the New York any of us grew up. Oh in. Oh my god! When I say I used to like, I joke I used to walk with my friends John and Ray. We used to walk into the city. Mm-hmm. We're talking like one in the morning, two in the morning. We'd stop at stop at Pie Face, yeah. and get get something to eat, or go you know hit a halal cart or a hot dog cart. And walk around, go to the, John used to work at a karaoke bar Mm -hmm. in a university place. We used to stop there, check out, you know, hang out with his boss, Mr. Han Mm -hmm. from Enter the Dragon. That's what she looked like. I'm sorry. It's okay. She looked like Mr. Han from Enter the Dragon. (laughs) Ugly woman. Ugly. (laughs) Horrible business. (laughs) It was terrible. Um, That's actually that, one of those uh, karaoke bars is where... I met John's mutual, our mutual friend, Jennifer, uh-huh. who hopefully hears this. Jennifer, your voice is angelic. She, I mean, she, her voice is phenomenal. Yeah. I heard her, she used to cover Roxette. I don't know if you know Roxette. Yeah. Not You Got the Look, all the That's ballads. That's the only one I thought of. Oh, everyone <laughs> thinks of it. But she, she used to sing like, Must Have Been Love, like super powerful. Oh, okay, I know that one too. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, her voice was powerful. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, so good. And I'm like, I don't want to sing now. I know. And I don't. <laughs> but I don't want to sing around somebody, especially around <laughs> someone like that. And uh, it was it was an experience. But that New York experience, you couldn't walk. You can't go anywhere at one in the morning anymore. There's nothing open. Yeah. Everything's closed. And lockdown well, was part of that. Right. That didn't help. Yeah. But it didn't help. But this, it was already suffering. Yeah. The city was already suffering. The businesses are dying out. Yeah. When when a Best Buy is starting to scale down, you know you've got something wrong. Yeah. Well, everybody buys it online now, so I love going to Best Buy. 
I like physically I've, getting what I, I need. I have never once enjoyed going to Best Buy. Well, you know what I mean. I, I, I enjoy getting what I need in the moment. Physically. Yeah. Well, that the 2 a.m. trips to the Apple store yeah. for us. When I was an iPhone guy, if I wanted a screen protector or headphones or something, you just go. 2 a.m., you go to the Cube over yeah. in uh, 59th, oh, no, 59th Street. 59th Street, yeah. And literally, you'd be just moving past the homeless guys checking their email. Yeah. Nobody's bothering anybody. I was never, I never felt like I was in danger. Mm-hmm. That's the same place I bought my Mac Mini. I went there one, one day with my friend Sean. Took the train up, bought a Mac Mini, threw it in my backpack, and rode the train home. <laughs> Got home, modded it, you know, threw new RAM in it, and I was good to go. Yeah. That's sitting waiting. <laughs> but yeah, um, even now, like, we went to Micro Center today to pick up a piece of equipment. Yeah. Micro Center is awesome for that. Desolate, though. Well, nobody's there. Well, it's also Saturday morning. Yeah, so what? Aren't nobody, people off? I would yeah, think. but nobody goes shopping for electronics on Saturday morning. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just an, weird when we walked in and there were like three guys greeting us. I'm like, all right, guys. Hello. <laughs> hello. It could be worse. <laughs> and then I walked in and I looked around. And I'm like, are they open? So that's the same <laughs> That's the same micro center where we, Mike and I went to go pick up a piece of equipment. Yeah. And the guy in the, in the PC building section told us that piece didn't exist. Yet we both owned it for our right. own PCs. Weird. And he was just, nah, it doesn't exist. I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> yeah. Go to your computer and look it up. I didn't even, I was at the point where I wasn't even going to argue. I'm like, yeah. Mm, All right. Thanks, buddy. We'll just, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And uh, on the brighter note, these songs are most of them really good. I didn't love LCD sound system. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, Pink, I have a new appreciation I, for. I, I never listened to it. I, I didn't like either of the Pain of Salvation ones. And Mikey got to love know. that, aren't you? Well, he, he might agree with you. He's the, especially um, Beyond the Pale. That's the song he used to play for me, like the live version of it. Yeah, and it's disturbing live. Yeah, it's painful. Um, but yeah, it was it's good stuff. But go ahead, tell me about uh, appreciation for Pink. I I definitely have a new appreciation for Pink. I have to listen to more. I just couldn't listen to that acoustic. I yeah, wanted no, no, to, no. but I couldn't. I will though. No, and then she's I, got other songs that I th- tear I th- me up too. I think we're gonna do maybe when we do acoustic, uh, what live versus recorded. Yeah, maybe that'll be one of the ones I try. All right. You know, we got to see what we're going to do. And uh, we just just about hit our limit for today. Yeah, excellent. All right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have another topic next week. Uh, we love you guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. We love you. Take care of uh, each other. Take care of yourselves. Um, don't be afraid to tell your friends that you love them because you never know where they're going to be. I love you, Dave. Love you, too. Have a good one.